Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 141, and I'm Sean from London, Ontario. Glad you are joining us today, whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, plus also catching us audio-wise on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Now, I'm recording this on a Saturday, just before the Impact Wrestling No Surrender pay-per-view, but normally we would be here on Thursday. Unfortunately, my dog was sick, and our co-host, Stephen, who's been with us usually on Thursdays, has been sick for the last couple of days. So we wish him a speedy recovery and hope he's able to uh, join us for a Fantasy Warfare Tournament on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go solo uh, this week and see how this goes because I haven't pulled off a solo show in a long while. But it is what it is, and we're going to uh, look at some of the uh, goings-on in the world of uh, wrestling the last uh, week. We're going to get you set up for tonight's uh, pay-per-view, No Surrender from Impact Wrestling, and also look at uh, tomorrow night's NXT Vengeance Day pay-per-view or special event on the network. Um, So... Let's uh, dive into it, see where we go, and how long this uh, lasts us. But we got news, as I said, and can't, uh, unfortunately, start the show without the acknowledgement of the natural Butch Reed, or Hacksaw Butch Reed, uh, who passed away this past week. Uh, Just some uh, details about Butch Reed. He was born Bruce uh, Franklin Reed, July 11, 1954, in Kansas City, Missouri. He died uh, February 5th, uh, 2021, at the age of 66. And uh, he had experienced a couple of heart attacks. And his family is also saying that uh, he had caught COVID last month. And so there could be some complications involving his uh, catching COVID, which resulted in his untimely passing. Now, looking at uh, Butch's career, he debuted in 1978. Uh, and retired in 2013. He attended the University of Central Missouri and played uh, college football and uh, was signed by the Chiefs, but was cut before uh, the season even started. So then he ended up going and training for wrestling and was uh, trained by Ronnie Atherton uh, and wrestled around the NWA Florida and uh, also Georgia. So then 1983 to 86, he was in Mid-South under Bill Watts. He teamed with JYD as a uh, fan favorite, but eventually turned heel on JYD. And he also feuded with uh, Jim Duggan over the uh, nickname Hacksaw. Uh, When he turned heel, he was part of the Rat Pack with Ted DiBiase and Matt Bourne. People would remember Matt Bourne as the original Doink the Clown. And uh, they were part of the Rat Pack, as I said. he had encounters with Jim the Anvil Nineheart, Magnum TA, Hercules, Steve Williams, Dusty Rhodes, Kamala, and Ric Flair. In NWA Central States, uh, he teamed with Rufus R. Jones as Soul Patrol, but then eventually turned on Jones and teamed up with uh, Slick, who was actually Jones's own son. 
and uh, they ended up feuding. He even had a uh, feud with Bruiser Brody in a Loser Leaves Town, and he lost that one, and that's how he ended up in WWE or WWF with uh, Slick as his manager. They both all went together. So from 86 to 89, I mean, to 88, should I say, Reed and Slick were in the WWF, and he went by the natural. He bleached his hair, uh, somewhat like uh, Sweet Daddy Siki, and he ended up uh, feuding with Tito Santana, Coco Beware at uh, the first WrestleMania. He ended up uh, challenging Steamboat for the Intercontinental title, and that didn't uh, work out for him. He apparently, if you believe uh, lore, he ended up no-showing a couple times when he was supposed to end up winning the uh, Intercontinental title from Steamboat, and that didn't... Uh, set too well and steamboat was leaving and that's how honky Duck man ended up getting the title so unfortunately butch reed was never a champion in wwe uh he competed against randy savage in the first round of the tournament at wrestlemania 4 and lost in that uh match he had a feud with billy graham and don morocco and was part of uh andre the giants team at the first ever survivor series in 87 uh, but, yeah, just after uh, his match with Savage, he didn't stay around much longer in WWE and uh, found himself working uh, for Jim Crockett Promotions and the NWA. And after a few matches there, that's when he ended up uh, forming Doom with uh, Ron Simmons. They wore the masks, uh, managed by a woman. A lot of people knew who they were because there wasn't many yeah, guys on the roster that were their sizes. And uh, so... They end up feuding with the Steiners for a bit. They uh, and didn't have a, much success. So, woman ended up leaving them, and they got Teddy Long. They lost their masks and eventually won the titles. But of course, in regular fashion, Butch returned on his partner, and Ron Simmons became face, and eventually became world champion. But they feuded with each other then. So he ended up lo- uh, leaving uh, WCW and uh, worked a lot of the independents after that. Um, they, uh, yeah, he ended up leaving, he turned on Reed in 91 and he left WCW in, uh, 92 and worked the Indies, uh, from 92 to 02 and 05 to 2013 with one appearance, I believe on, uh, WDTV alongside Teddy Long in one of those, uh, reunion type, uh, episodes that they had, uh, but he mainly worked for USWA and Global. And then February 5th, as I said, uh, there was a posting on his Instagram that he uh, passed away. And it was uh, having complications with uh, heart attacks and uh, COVID, as his family is reporting. So, unfortunately, we have lost uh, another person uh, to the wrestling world. And this time it was uh, Hacksaw, the natural Butch Reed. So, uh, condolences out to his family and friends at this time. And... Uh, yeah, in two weeks or in two episodes, we're going to actually probably talk a little bit more about uh, Butch Reed as we're going to do a celebration of Black History Month with uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. And we're going to uh, look at 16 of the greatest uh, Black History athletes uh, from all of wrestling, many generations. They're going to include uh, people like Butch Reed, Ron Simmons, Rufus R. Jones, uh, the Rock, Booker T, and many more. So definitely uh, tune into that and find out 
uh, where he ends up falling in the tournament brackets. Um, so yeah, just that was what happened with him, unfortunately. Uh, looking at some of the news and notes for this week, uh, the other night uh, in his tag team uh, match, Cody Rhodes ended up uh, getting a slight tear in his rotator left rotator cuff. Uh, could be good news uh, for Cody, I guess, and maybe fans, uh, depending on if he's able to do that match with uh, Red Velvet as his tag team partner, partner against uh, Shaq and uh, uh, Jade Cargill. I don't know how many people really want to see it, so maybe this is a blessing in disguise. But I hope uh, Cody gets uh, healed up uh, soon. Aaron Anderson's son was also at ringside during that match and was greeted by Cody. Uh, his name is Brock, and he looks a lot like his dad, just a lot uh, taller, and uh, also looks like he's older than what he is, but probably going to stay at that age uh, in appearance, because I never knew Arn Anderson was as young as he was at certain times. I th always thought he was in his 40s when he was probably a lot younger in WCW and even his run in WWE with uh, the Brain Busters. But, uh, yeah, so Brock uh, Anderson, or uh, Lundy is his real name, will uh, is training right now and obviously will be probably joining the Nightmare family and being a part of AEW when he finally does make his way to the wrestling ring. Um, AEW uh, broke the fourth wall uh, with uh, their camera works, and I feel it kind of needs a little bit of work because they – spend too much emphasis on the fact, oh, there's a camera here. And instead of things being secretive, uh, even trying to do that recording and looking uh, like of MJF with his phone to try and trick uh, uh, Sammy Guevara into saying something against Chris Jericho. Meanwhile, there's a camera there, so people are already seeing it anyways. So they got to work on that whole thing. It's kind of dumb in the long run. Um, but I get it. They don't want to... Uh, totally suspend make-believe and people wonder why is there a camera here when they're not or however their re rationale for it is. Uh, also this past week on uh, MLW, uh, Leo Rush uh, won a, uh, the AAA uh, World Cruiserweight uh, Championship uh, from Laredo Kid. Rush also holds the MLW middleweight title that he won from Myron Reed on January 7th. So uh, Lee Johnson uh, has officially signed with AEW as well, and he was the tag team partner of Cody in their uh, match against Peter Avalon and uh, Cesar uh, Bonani. Uh, he began working in AEW in April uh, last year. So almost a year later, he's finally signed. Uh, Carlito is on this week's edition of After the Bell. Uh, with Corey Graves, so you might want to check out what his future uh, lies with the WD. Uh, there's a lot of thought that he wants to actually stay there a lot longer. He wanted to leave originally uh, to spread his wings and get more experience, so he's gotten to do that, and now he's back. Uh, hopefully he's in a better headspace, because a lot of times he had a reputation for being kind of lazy and uh, complacent in a way that he didn't really do uh, anything unless it was absolutely necessary or, you know, he was just laying back and waiting for his time to do stuff. Uh, Christian was on the bump uh, 
this week as well on Wednesday and talked about his return to uh, WD. He mentioned that uh, he felt that his return uh, meant more to Edge than it did even to him. Uh, he only found out at Friday at 7.30 p.m., uh, two days before the Royal Rumble, that he was cleared to enter. Uh, so he didn't have a lot of time to prepare and different gear or anything like that. He just uh, was quickly having to get ready for it. Uh, but it was a huge and presence, uh, pleasant surprise that he did that. Um, he has stated he's basically going to be part-time, unlike how Edge has said that he's going to be uh, doing his uh, return full-time. But it's understandable. They have uh, two different injuries. I'm not sure where they're going to end up placing him. We haven't seen him since uh, his return at the Royal Rumble. But on the last time that he was active, he was actually becoming the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And oddly enough, at that time, the champion was Big E. And right now, the Intercontinental Champion is Big E. So there's... So a little bit of parallel, he could end up coming back and saying that he wants the title that he uh, was rightfully in line for, uh, almost like Edge is saying he wants the title that he never lost. And that's where he's looking forward to winning the world championship at WrestleMania. So uh, Tori Wilson was also on a uh, virtual meet and greet uh, with Asylum Wrestling Store uh, and signing autographs and uh memorabilia and stuff like that and during uh the session she had a few questions asked her and she said one of her favorite uh storylines was actually working with her dad um a lot of people didn't like that because especially al wilson was very green even greener than tori wilson obviously excuse me obviously and you know the embarrassment with the uh him in his underwear for the uh wedding with don marie and stuff like that but she uh, definitely enjoyed having her dad uh, part of her world in uh, wrestling. Her one regret would have been to not be rushed onto TV and actually learn how to wrestle. And her least favorite storyline, she said, was somewhat with Sable. Because Sable came across as a naturally uh, sexual, sexy uh, presentation. And... That kind of was the total opposite of what Tori Wilson felt she was, even though a lot of guys would probably say totally different uh, in their view of Tori Wilson. But she didn't feel the same way. She just felt, oh, my God, and uh, really closed in and kind of awkward about the whole thing. Uh, so you uh, can check out Asylum Wrestling Store, and they uh, could have their video still available. Uh, Devon Dudley said on his uh Table Talk podcast uh, that he's wants to enter the Royal Rumble next year. Uh, he's kind of had a little bit of health issues, but he probably feels that he'll be uh, good to go uh, still a year away, so why not? And it's probably the earliest anybody has thrown their hat into uh, the pool for uh, being part of the Royal Rumble, uh, especially this far away from the next uh, event. Uh, Matt Hardy also was recently on Devon's podcast, and he uh, pitched an idea that he'd love to see, especially with this whole cinematic uh, world that we live in right now. Imagine the uh, a rematch all these years later of TLC two, and uh, having the Dudleys against the uh, Hardys and Edge and Christian, 
and what they can do with uh, cinematic format and still not get hurt. So I don't see it ha ever happening because they're all in different organizations and uh, different places in their careers. But yeah, I guess he kind of has a uh, point. It would be uh, something to uh, look back and see. Alexa Bliss has uh, been dealing with a uh, stranger online. I'm not going to give his name or any credence to him because, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. All these guys who are uh, stalking people. There's uh, this guy that's doing Alexa Bliss. There's the one who uh, went after Sonny Deville. There's another one sending gifts to Caleb Braxton, uh, Peyton Royce. Like, guys, seriously, be respectful. And you can be a fan, but... You're going overboard uh, when you're uh, getting to the point where you're being labeled a stalker and also finding them at their homes and stuff like that. Uh, apparently, this guy has uh, claimed that he is uh, Alexa Bliss's real husband, is making threats towards Alexa Bliss's fiance, uh, and even claiming that he uh, was at Alexa's uh, house. Uh, so he's been suspended a few times from... Uh, Twitter, because that seems to be his um, major outlet for uh, communication. And uh, then he even brought in Sonya Deville, saying about the guy who went after her uh, was nothing compared to what he could do, and he's uh, willing to even try and uh, convert her back to uh, liking men instead of being a lesbian. Uh, just the language that he was using, um, that's what ended up causing his 12-hour uh, banning from uh, Twitter, but I guess it doesn't really matter how long he gets banned from Twitter because he can just make up another uh, profile and continue what he's doing because I guess he's already done it a few times with Alexa Bliss and been about uh, six different profiles. Uh, so hopefully this guy gets caught. Hopefully they get help. Hopefully it doesn't get uh, go to the extent of what happened with Sonya Deville, where the guy actually did get into her house and uh, at almost attack her and Mandy Rose. Um, but, yeah, guys, this is just ridiculous. Hopefully uh, that gets looked into and figured out. Uh, Nia Jax has been uh, offered an ambassador role after her um, outburst, shall we say, on uh, Monday Night Raw in her... Uh, tables match with with Lana, uh, unannounced match at that, which is kind of crazy, but um, a lot of people saw that she went for her leg drop and uh, hit the hardest part of the ring. She started uh, screaming, ow, my butt, and then ow, my hole, before being put through the table and losing the match. But, of course, you can find those memes everywhere along with videos of her doing it. But because of that, she's been offered a product and ambassadorship for a product called Tushy, and they sell bidets. So I don't know if that's going to happen or all, but you know, it's definitely a uh, way of capitalizing on uh, this blunder uh, that she uh, made. can only imagine what her uh, cousin The Rock thinks about uh, that one. But, uh, yeah, interesting uh, times for... Uh, coming up with those blunders. I don't know where you'd end up saying that even yeah, spontaneous, I guess. 
Uh, want to send congratulations out to uh, Sarah Logan and Eric Rowe uh, for the birth of their son. That happened this past week. Congratulations also to Mia Yim and Keith Lee, who uh, posted about their engagement this uh, week uh, on Thursday. Uh, she uh, posted, Mia Yim, that is, uh, posted uh, that she said yes, and it's going to be Mr. and Mrs. Lee going forward. Um, WD is also signed the next Brock Lesnar, Parker Bordeaux. Uh, he is basically a very young, uh, tattooed, clone of uh brock lesnar super uh, pumped you'll have to uh take a look at him online um i'm not sure if he's even hit 20 yet uh but yeah he's if brock lesnar 20 years ago for sure and uh paul Heyman's even uh boasted about him uh i think he did uh a royal rumble uh watch along party with uh I'm trying to remember who, uh, Eva Marie, there was pictures of him doing that. So uh, future is bright for him if uh, he has the same ability as Brock Lesnar. Um, I expect another uh, few matches to be announced for uh, Elimination Chamber. Um, they're still building up and they only have a week left uh, to go before that happens. Uh, only one more match got added last night on SmackDown. Uh, WD is, uh, oh, sorry, reading my writing here. My apologies. Uh, WD, like the uh, way that things were set up at uh, the Super Bowl this past weekend uh, at Raymond James uh, Stadium in Tampa. That's where WrestleMania is going to be. And so they got a feel of how to properly allow people to uh, get into the stadium uh, security that's going to be needed, all the protocols uh, for COVID uh, that uh, the Super Bowl used and the NFL, uh, they're probably going to end up uh, using themselves. Uh, there was a lot of cardboard cutouts in the stands to help look uh, make the field look uh, bigger instead of a lot of empty seats. And it's expected probably by the end of this month that they will have all that figured out and start putting tickets on sale. Not that tickets are going to last long anyways, but they're going to go quickly. I think the Super Bowl had about uh, 25,000 in attendance, 22 to 25,000. So um, with being able to use the field as well, uh, unlike how um, the NFL cannot use the field, they could probably get up to about the 25,000 people paid attendance for two nights each of WrestleMania on April 10th and 11th. Uh, Cameron Grimes showed up on NXT this past week, flashing cash, and he even did a snow angel in it and uh, showed up in an expensive car. Where that's going as far as his character goes, we'll have to wait and see. But apparently he was one of those guys who ended up buying stock and cashing out, buying low and cashing out early in GameStop and did make a lot of money off of uh, that whole investment. So this could be a Ted DiBiase thing. It could be uh, even uh, back to DDP winning the lottery uh, like he did in WCW and starting wearing fur coats and stuff like that uh, after being down and out. So we'll see where that goes from here. Kiara Hogan. Uh, yes, you're probably wondering who. Yes, Impact Wrestling. 
uh, is starting an online feud with Sasha Banks, calling her imitation and all this other stuff, more than just the blue hair. Um, but Sasha has yet to respond to Kara's uh, claims. And Booker T wants uh, one more big match. He wants it to be a rematch from WrestleMania 19 against Triple H and have it in Saudi Arabia. So that's a lot of the news and notes that are going around this uh, past week. I uh, just want to look at uh, some of the results from uh, the TV shows. Wednesday night, TNT uh, had uh, AEW Dynamite. The TNT Championship was on the line at the start, and uh, Darby Allen defeated Joey Janela. Later on, we'd see uh, Team Taz end up dragging Darby Allen in a body bag in behind a car in the parking lot as Sting was watching on. So they're still setting up that for uh, their next pay-per-view. Uh, there's highlights of uh, Kenta uh, coming through the Forbidden Door, as Excalibur said it was. Uh, outside the arena, John Moxley had words for Kenta. MJF was talking to the inner circle behind closed doors when Sammy Guevara uh, busted in to the door. And he uh, tried to confront uh, everybody and talk to Chris Jericho. Uh, and say that basically MJF is trying to take over the inner circle from Chris. Uh, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, uh, who unfortunately got injured, as I said, uh, teamed with Lee Johnson, and they defeated uh, Pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bonani. Uh, pretty short match. Uh, Lee picked up the victory in that one. An interview happened with the Young Bucks. And they were asked about uh, being eliminated by uh, guys from Battle Royal last week. And, yeah, they were looking towards uh, being picking the Good Brothers and stuff like that. So just more tension between them. And they're still trying to be friends with Kenny Omega. And that's kind of crazy. Hangman Page uh, got interviewed next. He was with Matt Hardy. They went drinking. Um Later on, there was a scene where they were at a bar, and as Matt was talking to the camera, uh, trying to get Paige to sign a contract, Paige ended up switching out the contracts and signed something and gave it to uh, Matt Hardy. So what that is going to entail, who knows, but Matt's thinking that he's going to get all this money from a drunken uh, Adam Page, and Paige is going to be part of his group. So it seems to be a long-running storyline of getting who's going to land Paige as their partner along the way. Uh, Pac uh, took on the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nemeth, uh, which is uh, Dolph Ziggler's uh, brother. And Pac ended up picking up the victory in that. There was a recap of uh, the wedding from the week before. Not anything you really missed on that one. Dasha uh, interviewed uh Chris Jericho and MJF was there with his ribs taped and everything. And they wondered where Sammy was and they were going to end up uh, looking for him and deal with him later on. Uh, Chris Jericho and MJF uh, took on the acclaimed and picked up victory on that one. Alex Marz Marvez caught up with uh, Guevara and wondered why he left the uh, inner circle. Sammy said it didn't matter. It's he's over it, and he needs to refocus on his career. 
and uh, give time away from the inner circle and Chris Jericho and everybody like that. So then Tony Giovanni also interviewed Sting, and that's when uh, Taz showed up and on the screen and they were dragging Darby Allen around. And uh, there was the uh, AEW uh, Women's World uh, Championship uh, Luminary Tournament starting off with uh, Layla Hirsch taking on Thunder Rosa. And uh, Thunder Rosa ended up uh, beating Layla Hirsch. Uh, the, a lot of the rest of the tournament is going to take place on uh, YouTube because uh, half of it is happening in Japan and being recorded there and being broadcast, as I said, on YouTube. So expect a lot of that to happen that way. Jungle Boy was interviewed by Tony Schiavone. He still wants to go after FTR uh, along with uh, Luchasaurus. They... Uh, Wanted to find out uh, how Marco Stunt was after being kidnapped last week. And the main event was a Falls Count Anywhere. It didn't turn out to be a lights out match. With uh, Kenny Omega teaming with Kenta. Taking on uh, John Moxley and Lance Archer. And so that was actually a really good match. I can't give it justice by uh, trying to describe it here. Uh I would go back and watch that uh, match, if at all, for anything. Um, yeah. The Good Brothers got involved as well, and the, how it ended was with the Archer. Uh, Good Brothers uh, silenced Archer with the Magic Killer, and Omega followed up by cracking uh, Archer with the V-Trigger, so they got the uh, victory that way. Uh, sorry, uh, with the assistance of the Good Brothers, uh, Omega lifted Archer up and planted him with the one-wing angel. Omega then pinned Archer uh, for the victory. So that was uh, AEW's uh, dynamite for this week. They're uh, gearing towards, as I said, uh, their pay-per-view coming up. And just a quick look at the women's uh, eliminator tournament as I uh, bring that up. Here, uh, Super 16, you have uh, Yuka Sakasaki, uh, Mai Segura, Benny, Emma uh, Sakura, uh, Mikey, I'm going to butcher these names, I apologize, uh, Mizunami, Aja Kong, and Kado uh, Kura, all on the Japanese side. Like I said, I apologize for butchering those names. On the uh, other side, we saw Layla Hirsch uh, lose to Thunder Rosa. Serena Deeb is going to take on Rio uh, next week. Then there's Tay Conti against Nyla Rose. Dr. Britt Baker against Anna Jay. Uh, depending on how that goes, we could end up seeing best friends Tay Conti and Anna Jay against each other. But I also think that's a little highly unlikely at the same time. Um, but... Yeah, that's going to play out a lot on YouTube. Then looking at the results for this past Monday, quickly on Raw, uh, Shane McMahon came back to uh, Raw and was with Adam Pearce, and they announced the uh, men's elimination chamber, at least from Raw, and that's going to have uh, Drew McIntyre actually defending the title against former champions Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, 
AJ Styles, Miz, and Sheamus, um, which is kind of surprising after Sheamus turned on uh, Drew this past week before that. You would have thought they're setting up for a one-on-one that way, or they could have at least waited till this match to have Sheamus turn on Drew, but they didn't. The Miz is getting a title shot, even though he also has the money in the bank, so I guess he gets to try, and then if he fails, he could always cash it in. AJ Styles uh, defeated Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy constantly losing is boggling, yet he's in this uh, elimination match. The New Day defeated Retribution's uh, T-Bar and Slapjack. Uh, this was Kofi's uh, first match back. Lacey Evans defeated Charlotte Flair by disqualification. Uh, Rick was out there. They're playing off that she's just learning from him. Uh, there's nothing else going on. Um, Charlotte is just embarrassed by her dad. And they basically said if Charlotte, if Lacey could beat Charlotte, she'd end up becoming uh, number one contender to Oscar. And because of the disqualification, Oscar is going to be going against Lacey Evans at the pay-per-view. Edge was confronted by Miz and Morrison. Edge uh, basically also said that he was going to wait to announce who he's uh, picking for WrestleMania until after the chamber because he doesn't know if uh, Drew's even going to survive, so he doesn't want to make his pick on the Raw title, not knowing who he's going to go against. Then Angel Garza ended up losing to Damian Priest. Uh, Bad Bunny was there. Angel Garza was also with uh, Ms. Morrison. Bad Bunny got them distraught distracted and kicked out of the uh, Thunderdome and uh, had Demon Priest gain the victory. Keith Lee returned to action and he beat Matt Riddle. Um, we also had Lana defeating uh, Nia Jax in a tables match. And that's where the, oh my butt, oh my hole uh, incident happened. And also Naomi defeated Shayna Baszler so the number one contenders have uh, some momentum going against uh, the tag team champions eventually if that when that match happens. And Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton. Well, actually, sorry. It went to a no contest uh, after Sheamus ended up interfering and broke kicking uh, McIntyre second week in a row. And then that's how things ended. But uh, Sheamus did get uh, kicked with a Claymore. Uh, by uh, Drew McIntyre as the show went off the air. So that was Raw for this past week. Over on NXT on Wednesday, uh, which was opposite uh, Dynamite on TNT, uh, there's the final or the semifinals to the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic, which is setting up for tomorrow night's uh, pay-per-view. I'll go through that in just a little bit. But MSK defeated Legrado uh, del Fantasma in the Dusty uh, Classic uh, semifinals. Uh, Zia Lee defeated Cora J. Uh, Zia Lee's uh, brought a really aggressive style back with her with everything that's going on in that situation. Shotzi Blackheart and Amber Moon defeated Candice Array and Indy Hartwell to uh, stamp their uh, ticket to go into the women's Dusty Cup finals. And that'll happen on Sunday. Johnny Gargano uh, tried to pretend to be uh, injured and get out of his North American title match uh, happening tomorrow night. Kushida ended up defeating Austin Theory by disqualification. And there was a big tug of war over the title 
that's proved that Gargano was still uh, healthy and could take part in the matchup tomorrow. I mentioned Cameron Grimes showing up and flashing cash. Um, so we got a rich uh, version of Cameron Grimes coming. And then, of course, we had the Grizzled Young, young Veterans uh, defeat Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher in their semifinal match. And so they will meet up with MSK uh, tomorrow night. And, of course, there was a confrontation between Finn Balor and Pete Dunne going into the pay-per-view as well because Pete Dunne is going to be challenging uh, Finn Balor. And then last night on SmackDown, um, Adam Pearce was in the uh, ring about to announce the Elimination Chamber match for the SmackDown side of things and was going to put Roman Reigns in it, but they're playing the uh, sort of you can't force the head of the table to do this, but he will still defend the title. But they wanted to have um, an elimination chamber with the winner immediately getting a title shot. So Adam Pierce uh, finally agreed to that, said that Jay Uso and Kevin Owens instantly uh, qualified for the match. They did a tag team match with uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Um, taking on Corbin and Sammy uh, Zayn. The winner of that match earned uh, their spots into the Elimination Chamber. And later on, there was also Daniel Bryan and Cesaro going against uh, Rude and Dolph for uh, their uh, spots. So that's how uh, things ended up going that way. Uh, Sammy Zayn... And King Corbin ended up defeating the Mysterios to earn their uh, opportunities in. Then Big E defeated uh, Nakamura and in a open challenge for the Intercontinental title after uh, Apollo Crews ended up drop-kicking Big E. So that was basically by disqualification. Shinsuke got uh, screwed over. And Apollo still wants the Intercontinental title from Big E. I expect that to be added to uh, the Elimination Chamber event happening next week. Uh, Seth Rollins came back, and they brought out all the uh, talent just around the ring, and then they brought him down, and he talked about the fact that he's now a new father, and it almost like he turned face, but then his words changed back to the sort of Messiah, the Savior, uh, brainwasher type deal that he was doing beforehand and they just kept a tight view on him and by the time they pulled out and he was done everybody had left the ringside area except for cesaro who was still kind of questioning what was going on and then he decided no i'm out of here and he started leaving and he then got attacked by uh, seth rollins so he had a little bit of a handicap going into the match at the end of the night with dan o'brien to go against the tag team champions, uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Thankfully, that uh, didn't last too long, and they ended up picking up victory at the end. I'll talk about that in a moment. Bailey ended up defeating Liv Morgan. Once again, uh, you had Ruby Riot down ringside, but then uh, Billy Kay tried to apologize and Distraction from the ref because of the uh, stuff going on. 
and Bailey picked up the victory. The Street Profits defeated Otis and Chad Gable. They're hoping to get back into contendership for their tag team titles. There was a in-ring segment with uh, Sasha Banks uh, talking about Bianca Belair. Bianca came down, and before they could really get into anything and decide where Bianca was going to decide for her uh, Royal Rumble win, they were interrupted by Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, and that uh, ended up into a little bit of a brawl with uh, both uh, Sasha and Bianca standing tall at the end and the heels retreating. As I said, the uh, main event was Dana Bryan and Cesaro. They ended up beating the tag team champions to qualify for the elimination chamber. After that, all hell broke loose and all six men who were involved with the chamber uh, basically brawled with uh, Kevin Owens taking out a lot of them with a stunner. And so that was what happened last night on uh, SmackDown. Now to uh, just look at one more thing before we go to uh, TLC, or not TLC, my apologies, uh, to NXT Vengeance card, which I'll uh, give my picks for. Tonight on the Impact app is No Surrender. So that's happening on Impact Plus. Uh, it's tonight at 8 p.m. And here are the matches that are happening with that. There is Hernandez and uh, Brian Myers taking on Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona. So friends uh, are going to be on opposite uh, sides of the ring uh, with each other. I'm picking Edwards and Cardona to pick up the victory in here unless uh, Cardona and Brian end up reteaming and screw Eddie Edwards over. Uh, Diener, along with uh, Violence... Uh, oh, I forget their... Uh, Violence by Design, sorry. I just saw the initials VBD. Violence by Design, so you get uh, them taking on Jake something, which was Cousin Jake of uh, the Deaners. So if they're still claiming him to be family, uh, Cousin Jake looks like he's going to be a little bit outnumbered uh, by Deaner and company. So I'm picking Deaner to win this one. Fire and uh, Flava taking on Havoc and Nevaeh in a rematch for the uh, women's tag team uh, titles. And it's a uh, Texas Tornado no DQ match. I still think the uh, champions are going to be on top with Fire and Flava uh, picking up the victory. Then Diona Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan are going to take on Jordan Grace, Jazz, and ODB. Um, looks like another in, uh, incarnation Susan is of um, Susie and Sue Young. And it looks more business type, almost uh, like Alexander York-ish in that way. But I'm going to go with the faces on here with uh, Jordan Grace, Jazz, and ODB. Jazz is having a nice uh, renaissance run, uh, even after retirement and coming back. So I'm going with them. Then TJP is going to defend the uh, X Division title against Rohit Raju. Um, I still think TJP is going to be on top on this one. So he's going to be outsmarting uh, Raju and uh, Shira in that. 
Now, this is an interesting one here. There's a triple threat revolver match. Um, it's a first of its kind. It's a triple threat match, but gauntlet style as well. So, as you see, Davari, Suicide, Willie Mack, Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, Josh Alexander, and Blake Christian are all going to be in this match. Three will start, and after each person is eliminated, another person will come in until there's another a final, final three. Uh, and that triple threat match will be the last three to compete and the uh, people eligible for the actual win, and they're going to get a number one contender's uh, designation for the X Division Championship. So, interesting uh, situation there. I almost see somebody like uh, Trey Miguel coming out on top of this one. Uh, there's They're going to be pushing him since he ended up staying uh, compared to uh, the rest of his Rascals teammates. Three more matches. We got Triple XL and Tennille Dashwood taking on Decay. Uh, I'm going to go with Decay on this one, uh, even though Triple XL definitely outweigh uh, the other members of Decay. But yeah, I think uh, Decay is going to pick up this one. Then the tag team titles are in line, and it was supposed to be just the Good Brothers against Private Party with Matt Hardy uh, in the Impact versus AEW sort of storyline feud, but somehow Chris Saban and uh, Storm got back into it, even though Private Party beat them to get number one contendership, but uh, I still see the Good Brothers coming out on top with the tag team titles uh, secure. And happy birthday to Tommy Dreamer. Today's his 50th birthday. He's challenging for the Impact World Championship over Rich, Rich Swan. But sadly, I do not see Tommy picking up the uh, victory in this one and becoming the new champion. So Rich Swan will be still champion. Won't surprise me if uh, Kenny Omega is somehow involved as well because they want to continue that whole thing with Kenny Omega and Don Callis and the AEW invasion uh, that's going on. So that's uh, No Surrender tonight. It's on the Impact Plus app at 8 p.m. So if you have Impact Plus, you're great. It might be also on Fight, but definitely check out Impact Plus. And then tomorrow night on WWE Network, is NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. So if you're not doing anything for Valentine's Day or have it already done and you and your uh, love of your life love wrestling and can snuggle up on the couch and watch Vengeance Day, then go for it. Um, five matches have been announced. Uh, first one is going to be Kushida challenging Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. I see... Kushida finally getting a title in NXT. Um, Gargano is somebody who looks good with the title but doesn't need a title, uh, regardless of him staying in NXT and not going up. There's the Dusty Rhodes uh, Finals. And that has uh, the first match being uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, who won their uh, matchup going against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, they had already gotten into their uh, position 
I'm going to go with probably the underdogs in this one, and Ramoon and Shotzi Blackheart. And then there's the other side with the men and MSK taking on Grizzled Young Veterans. I think it's too soon for MSK to uh, get uh, things. They are new on the scene. It's the Rascals. But I don't see them coming in and getting the Dusty Cup immediately. I see Grizzled Young Veterans getting it and being the victors. The women's title is on the line as Io Shirai is going to defend her championship in triple threat match against Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. I thought for a while that uh, Martinez is going to pick up the victory, but I'm going to lean towards Tony Storm. It's about time Io uh, drops the title and uh, goes up to the main roster. Uh, I'd love to see her do something with Asuka, and whether it's a uh, new version of the Kabuki Warriors or even facing off against each other at WrestleMania for the title. And the main event is going to have Finn Balor against Pete Dunne. Now, on a pool that I uh, am part of, I did pick Finn Balor to uh, retain. I'm kind of questioning that right now and thinking maybe Pete Dunne is going to be the new NXT champion that will allow Balor to rest his uh, Injuries a bit more because he kind of keeps on getting broken down more and more each time, uh, especially after his uh, battles with O'Reilly. So that, as I said, is happening tomorrow night on the WWE Network, uh, 7 p.m., NXT Vengeance Day. So you don't want to miss any of those shows coming up and uh that wraps up everything that i had for uh, this uh week um be sure to check out our fantasy warfare tournament this week is going to be the uh greatest tna impact champion we're going from the time when uh, the nwa left uh, tna all the way to today so that's uh still five years after they started until uh today uh, good arraignment of uh, contenders there. That's Wednesday night at eight. Sorry, six p.m. And that's with uh, Jonesy, Stephen, and myself. And also Thursday afternoon at noon, you can join Jonesy and I for uh, this week in history as we look back at the week of January. I'm sorry, February twelfth to the eighteenth, I believe it is. And that'll happen as I said Thursday. And Thursday night we'll be back with a regular edition of. Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, more news, more notes uh, from the events that I just uh, ran down, along with looking at the TLC, not TLC, Elimination Chamber uh, match uh, that's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, There's definitely going to be two Elimination Chambers. Um, It's going to be odd that the first time in uh, four years that the women have not had an Elimination Chamber match unless... They come up with one on Monday. But, um, yeah, that's all happening on next week's episode at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Tune in to us on Facebook. Email us, scumbagsatwrestling at gmail.com. But also on our Facebook page, you'll find all the different uh, podcasts that we support as being part of the Ontario Indie um, Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm just going to bring up a photo of all the shows that are 
a part of, of that. But, you know, you have Street Talk with George Mackay, uh, Knights of the Round uh, Circle, or Knights of the Squared Circle, should I say, with uh, Ryan Knight. You have Gilmy Talks and a whole bunch of other ones. Oh, there we are. Uh, Shaw Wars. There's also a podcast with Brian Myers. Uh, coming up next month, uh, Carter Mason is bringing in his own podcast as well. So there's a ton of podcasts that you can uh, check out. The Good uh, Brothers Morning is around. Uh, MLW Rewind with George Mackay and uh, Lewis. It's time for a fight podcast. Shaw Wars. What you talking to boot? Alliance for Wrestling uh, Network. Like, just check it out. It, Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network. We have our own page, and you can get all the links to that. So be a part of that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Enjoy wrestling for this weekend, whether you're watching No Surrender or uh, Vengeance Day. And wishing Stephen a healthy recovery so that we can talk more wrestling and be a little more entertaining than this episode. So, till next time, catch you later.